Hello and welcome to this very special edition of Radio Free Professional Wrestling as we come to you on the eve of NST TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, and the first night of WrestleMania. Yes, it's the stunning one, your patron saint is stunning, flying solo in this episode as we are a mere 24 hours away from David the Smart Mark returning to Radio Free Professional Wrestling. We will have a very special episode coming out Sunday afternoon covering Reign of Honor, Supercard of Honor, NSD Stand and Deliver, and the first night of WrestleMania. And we will preview night two of WrestleMania. But in this episode, I'm going to cover a preview for NSD Stand and Deliver and the first night of WrestleMania. So without further ado... Welcome to Take the Book. Sean and David get their chance to book wrestlings as they see fit. You know, I'd really had this clip saved for like probably six months now and I never had a chance to use it until now. So I thought, hey, why not just break this out? So looking back on the last episode of NST 2.0, honestly, I thought we were going to not have a women's tag team title match because it looked like they didn't have a challenger for Tossa Attraction because Kaylee Ray and Edo Shirai changed the rules and applied, I want to say, option C here and went, hey, instead of doing the tag title match, why don't we just challenge for the NXT women's title and make it a four-way? But we finally did see the Dakota Kai and a returning Raquel Gonzalez reunite, patch up their friendship, and they're going after Gigi Dolan and Jesse McKay. And this match could be one of the better matches on this card. Okay, I know what a lot of people are saying, like, Sonny Shawnee, you just bump your head against the wall or something because you must be crazy because how can this be one of the best matches on the card? You got to look at Dakota Kai, G.D. Dolan, and Raquel Gonzalez. I do believe those three can hide the weakness of the other person in the match. So coming out of NXT 2.0's go-home show to the pay-per-view, I do believe that Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are going to beat G.D. Dolan and Jesse McKay for the tag team titles. I feel like they had had a run with the titles, and granted, they haven't do much with them. Just for the simple fact that, like the main roster, when it comes to the women's tag team division, even in NXT 2.0, there's not that many tag teams. I mean, who else can you feud with? Personally, I'm hoping that after this happens, maybe they spin G.D. Dolan off to a singles run because we've seen her in NWA and for a short time in AEW have a single run. And I do believe she could hang in the main event level for NST 2.0 as a single competitor. Either heel or face, depending on if Mandy Rose retains her title in a fatal four-way. Speaking of that, let's just go ahead and talk about the other women match on this card. It's a four-way for the NST Women's title as the current champion, Mandy Rose, faces off against Cora J versus Io Shirai and Maya Davis' personal choice to win this match, KLR. Now, I can give you a hundred reasons why KLR should win this match, but I got a feeling that NST is like WWE. They don't see much in KLR besides being a solid hand to put over the new talent. So I'm going to say that Cora J somehow wins this match and comes out as the NXT Women's Champion. 
and Mandy Rose goes back to the main roster, and we see the deletion or the breakup of Tasha Attraction. Sorry, Balkapur. Now, what I'm hoping for Io Shirai and KLR is, I want to see them spin off into a separate feud, and you really don't need to have a title belt for the two ladies to fight over. I can see either one of them constantly the other one to title in this Fatal 4-Way match, and that's enough reason to start a feud between these two ladies. And we're going to be grateful for having a series of matches between Iro Shirai and KLR, which are going to be freaking classics. The next match that we'll talk about is LA Knight versus Gunther. The one thing I noticed about Gunther or Walter since he's come over to the States and had the name changed is he's not the invisible force that he was in NXT UK. Can you name the last time you saw Walter get jumped from behind in NXT UK? Because I literally can't remember any time they showed Walter in a sign of weakness in that promotion. And they brought him over, and I was thinking, oh, they're going to run the same playbook here. They're going to have Walter being this indestructible giant. But it looks like they totally changed him up, gave him a new name and Gunfer, slim him down. And he's basically been turned into a generic heel. I mean, personally, um, the other two guys in Imperium have actually done a better job and are probably are more over than Gunther. And no, David, I'm not dis dissing on Gunther slash Walter just because he's dating Jenny. No. Now, on the other side of this coin, L.A. Knight has surprised me because he is a freaking good babyface. Now, I did see him be a babyface for a short time in NWA while he was still Eli Drake. But I really thought when he came to NXT 2.0 and this LA Knight character, that name there just screams hill. But if you watched this past week's NXT 2.0, as they had an awesome six-man tag match with LA Knight and MSK versus Imperium, every time LA Knight threw a punch that hit Walter, their fans were chanting, yeah. So, it looks like we have a new babyface in LA Knight. And I do believe LA Knight is going to beat Gunther. And it's not just because I don't like Gunther, David. I do feel like NST 2.0, who's ever booking this, is really behind LA Knight. And I can see LA Knight be the next babyface to challenge whoever comes out of the NST title match between... Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler. Speaking of the NXT title match, I do believe that Dolph Ziggler is going to retain this title. I feel like they're going to leave Dolph Ziggler down there in NXT 2.0 to be the gatekeeper. He's going to be the final test for whoever they want to call up to the main roster. They're going to have to have a few matches with Dolph Ziggler to see if they're ready for prime time. And over the course of the last three to four months, every time I've seen Braun Breaker on TV, He's ready for primetime. I mean, I'm a big Steiner fan from back in the day. And to me, he will always be Ron Steiner. This guy is ready to be on either Raw or SmackDown. Most likely Raw. I hope he gets caught up this coming Monday. And hopefully he has a better run than Killer and Cross, EC3. So I got my fingers crossed. But I do believe that Dolph Ziggler is going to take him to a great match. Braun Breaker's going to look strong, 
and somehow he's going to get robbed out of the chance to regain his title, and he shows up on Monday Night for Monday Night Raw. Up next, we're going to talk about the NXT Tag Team Title Match. It's a three-way between Imperium, MSK, and the Creed Brothers. Now, the one thing we're probably going to learn from this match is who attacked the Creed Brothers. Because, honestly, when I saw this angle start, MSK was the team that I selected to be the team that actually attacked the Creed Brothers. But now, I'm not as sure. And I don't think it's Imperium either. If you saw this past week's episode of NST, one of the Creed Brothers said, Hey, I got a text message from this area code that's around Boston. So we might get another debuting tag team coming up on Stand and Deliver. So Imperium has had a pretty freaking awesome run since they came over from NST UK. And part of me feels like they are going to keep these titles, but if I had to put these titles onto another team, it would be the Creed Brothers. And they have been like a surprising standout in this NST 2.0 universe since we started this back in November. Who can imagine Dynamite being one of the best things in NST 2.0? Because if you remember them in the black and gold brand towards the end there, they were really doing nothing. They were just a whole bunch of generic people put together and you were going like, just a bunch of random parts. But Michael Bidham is without a doubt the best thing going on in NST 2.0. And his team having the tag team title belts would make some interesting TV. Speaking of surprise standout people in this NXT 2.0 universe, Carmelo Hayes. He had had a decent run in a Viking girl brand there towards the end, won the breakout star competition, and he became the A champion. And this whole setup to this six-man ladder match has really put him on a totally different level. He's another person you can literally pick off this brand, put on Raw Respect Down, and make Raw Respect Down better. But I feel like Carmelo Hayes is going to be the person to retain the title here and go and fight the odds here because normally in the six-man ladder match, the champion doesn't win the title. But I'm going with Carmelo Hayes to retain it just for the fact that I feel like it'll elevate him even more. And there's not anybody else right now that stands out to take over that North American title belt. And I want to see Carmelo Hayes actually eventually drop that belt and go over and challenge for the actual NXT title once we get that title back onto a babyface. Or maybe down the road we can turn Carmelo back to a babyface. But I have really enjoyed this hill run on Carmelo Hayes. And Trick being his mouthpiece or like his sidekick has been freaking entertaining. I mean, at the start of it, I wasn't sure it would work. But week after week, these guys have grown on me. The only other person I want to see that have this title on here is Escobar. Escobar really should be challenging for the NXT title. I think I said about five months ago or something where I thought like Escobar should be the next NXT champion. Especially since... They were looking for a Latino star, something like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. This guy can work just like those two guys, two legends, and he can talk. He is really good on the mic. So I saved the best for last because the last match we're going to talk about for NXT Stand and Deliver is Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. And really when Tony started his career here in NXT 2.0, I was like, who the heck why did they give this guy this character? It's cartoon as all get out. 
Honestly, it was a throwback to 1990s WWF. But like LA Knight and Carmella Hayes, week after week, this guy has won me over. And what can you say about Tommaso Ciampa? Tommaso Ciampa is the best thing of the black and gold era of NXT. And probably the best thing out of NXT 2.0. We have cheered him. We have booed him. He has literally come out to no theme music. And all us just boo him out of the building. And it was the most beautiful thing I ever saw in my life. But I do believe that Tommaso Ciampa is transitioning into maybe a trainer backstage personnel for NXT 2.0. I don't know if they're going to bring him up to Raw or SmackDown. Maybe he's winding down his wrestling in-ring career and doing some stuff backstage. And I got a feeling that Tony is going to beat Tommaso Ciampa. And we might see the debut of Tony's um, right-hand man in this match and help him beat Tommaso Ciampa. This gets to get more heat onto Tony as he comes out of this match and heads down the road to whoever he faces next. But I do believe this has been a solid build to NST 2.0's biggest card yet in this era. And could you imagine us all being excited for NST 2.0 standing deliver six months ago when they totally nuked the brand and redid everything, flipped it up on its head. And personally, me and David both went like, what the fuck is this? Why are we still watching this? And here we are six months later. And it has grown on me personally. Now, I can't speak for David. I still think David doesn't like it as much as me. But I'm looking forward to talking to David about this card coming up Sunday. Now we're going to transition over to the first night of WrestleMania. And I totally have a 180 degree difference of opinion on this. Because this has been the worst build up to any WrestleMania I have seen in the past 20 years. There's only one match I really wanted to see. That's Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. The main event of night two. Outside of that. There's not really a match up there, but probably the second match would be AJ Styles versus Edge. But, I mean, it's AJ Styles versus Edge. They can have a, a great match any night of the week. Okay, so we're going to start with Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. And I got a feeling this could be the match that's on the very end of the night one kickoff show. And this thing should not last any longer than 12 minutes. And it should be 12 minutes of Drew McIntyre just Beating the you-know-what-of of Happy Corbin. This has been an ongoing feud on SmackDown for the past six months. And we've seen Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. And oh hey, Moss was the winner of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Now this could play into the finish of this match. And actually, they've been teasing a breakup between Moss and Corbin. Maybe... Moss causes Corbin to match, or Corbin's jealous of Moss actually winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and this causes a split up here. But hopefully, this is the last time we see Drew McIntyre with either of these guys, because Drew needs to be back towards the top of this card and challenging for the Universal or Undisputed title between Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, whoever gets the title from Night 2. Up next is the SmackDown Tag Team title match between. Shinsei Nakamura and Rick Boos versus the Usos. Now, if you listen to the last episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling, my guest host, Matthew Edward, took Rick Boos and Shinsei Nakamura to beat the Usos for the tag team titles. Now, granted, the Usos have had these titles for 300 plus days now. They are in the bloodline with Roman Reigns. 
and they've been the most dominant faction on a brand since Evolution. But is it really time for them to drop the titles? I don't think it is the time. I mean, you drop these titles to Rip Booze and Shinsuke Nakamura. What are they? They are nothing more than transitional champions until you get to who. You run with them for a while, then you put it back on the Usos, and you go like, why do you do that? You can just have the Usos retain them and keep the bloodline strong here. Because everything's going to build up, I think, to Roman Reigns versus The Rock next year at WrestleMania in LA. So I'm going to go with the Usos to retain their titles. It's going to keep the bloodline strong. They're going to help Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar, send Brock Lesnar packing off for a while until he comes back. Maybe at SummerSlam or later on in the year at the Royal Rumble. Up next is another match that could possibly be on the kickoff show for night one. It's the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Now, the fact that they are still advertising Ridge Holland in this match against the New Day is kind of surprising, especially with what happened with, with him entering Big E a few months ago. I'm going to say the New Day beat Sheamus and Ridge Holland here. And for the love of me, I just want Pete Dunne to go back to NXT UK and become Pete Dunne again instead of being Butch. I don't see how this is going to help Pete Dunne rise up the card in SmackDown. Rich Holland, I thought at one point, might be something special. He could have been better, but he's up on the card too fast. He should still be in NXT 2.0, resting down there, gaining the experience. So it should be an easy win for the New Day. Get the fans happy. Get everybody ready to go to the main card of WrestleMania. Okay, up next is the first match we have with a celebrity involved in WrestleMania. As The Miz and Logan Paul versus The Mysterials. Now, I'm going with The Miz and Logan Paul to win this match. That's why I said this past week on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. And it's this sort of simple fact that The Mysterials are The Mysterials. And they can handle a defeat. And with a loss, we can spin this off into seeing... Dominic versus Ray in a short feud here and seeing Dominic turn heel on Ray, which could be kind of interesting. It might might not be as interesting as I think as we go forward, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Honestly, I wish they would have left Dominic in NXT 2.0 where he could feud with Look All of Phantasma because they were down there like a couple weeks ago and I was going like, you know what? Him versus those guys would be a good match they can help him grow and get some more experience in the ring and to see Esobar versus Rey Mysterio 101 that would be something amazing so maybe Rey and Dominic could go back down to NST 2.0 after they lose this match okay so I'm using CBS's um, sports line here for my information for night one's card and they have Seth Rollins versus TBA now, this has been the on-again, off-again. It started out being Seth Rollins versus Shane McMahon. That was the plan coming out of, and we all heard the backlash that Shane McMahon had for trying to book himself into a main event spot and a rumble. He got let go from the WWE, quote-unquote. But yet, there's rumors that he is back with the company right at WrestleMania. So, could it possibly be not Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, but we get... Seth Rollins versus Shane McMahon, and the place that totally craps over this match. Firstly, I don't think it's going to be Cody. I got a feeling that it's going to be Shane McMahon, and they save Cody for the Raw after Mania. I feel like if you're not going to do 
the Seth versus Cody match at Mania, or if Cody is having Kofi's about having a match at Mania with Seth Rollins, then save him for the Raw after Mania. Let him come out, cut a promo, have him interfere with a match and get him into a feud, and draw some ratings to that Raw. Because for the last couple of years, that Raw after Mania hasn't been as special as it used to be. The next match we're going to talk about is the Raw Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Now, before this past week's go-home edition of Monday Night Raw, I was very confident that Bianca Belair was going to win this match, but we saw on Monday Night Raw that Bianca got the upper hand. She got the scissors away from Becky Lynch, and she literally cut Becky Lynch's hair. So they have literally given the babyface all the come updates that she needs before Mania. Except for the one thing, she doesn't have the title belt. And it would have been a lot better and got some more heat onto Becky Lynch if she was the one that cut Bianca's braid off the back of her head. And I feel like they want to get behind Bianca Belair and push her to a certain level, but they don't want to go all the way. And I'm fearing that I'm wrong because I picked Bianca to be the winner of this match back last week. I'm going to stick to my guns, but I got a feeling that this title may not go to Bianca Belair. And somehow, some way, they're going to book Becky Lynch to keep this title and go on to yet another feud on her way until next WrestleMania, where the rumor is she's going to face Ronda Rousey. Speaking of Ronda Rousey, She's facing Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. It hasn't been a great build to this feud whatsoever. Granted, they haven't wasted any pies in this feud, thank God. I feel like this is going to be a subpar match with two people who have a lot of hype behind them. They have a lot of talent, but they just don't gel whatsoever together. And these both should be heels. I don't see how you can have a Charlotte be a baby face I mean I love Shart in the ring she's good but it's kind of like Rick Ferret in his prime you want to boo this person she should be a heel she should be a dominant heel and personally I would rather have her beat Ronald Risley instead of putting the belt on somebody who's going to be here short term maybe for a year or so I'd rather have it on Charlotte let her feud with somebody else build somebody up from NSC 2.0 or find somebody on Smackdown to Reheat, maybe a returning Oscar or a returning Bailey. That would be more interesting and a better match going into SummerSlam and points further. And we could just have Ronald Rousey just hang around on Raw, fighting with Becky Lynch over the um, Raw title for, oh geez, a year until they get to Mania and have that match. Okay, supposedly the main event of the evening of night one is the KO show as he interviews Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hopefully this is going to be more than just a couple of stunners and a couple of beers to pour on KO. I hope they have at least a 5 to 8 minute brawl. We get to see more than a couple of stunners. We get to see KO throw some good punches onto Austin. I feel like it's not going to be a total match. If it was a total match, I think they would announce it. But Steve Austin is a perfectionist and I like, like that in Steve Austin I feel like he's not going to tarnish his career by having a subpar match whatever he's going to do in this interview segment with Kale 
It's going to look good. It's going to be something that fans will enjoy. And maybe it leads into something else on night two where Kale comes back out. And he gets to face the Undertaker. And he gets beat by the Undertaker in like maybe a minute or something with like a tombstone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is your pregame show for night one of WrestleMania and NST Stand and Deliver. I will be back here tomorrow with David the Smart Mark as he makes his triumphant return to Radio Free Professional Wrestling. And we talk about all the good, the bad, and the ugly from NST Stand and Deliver, the first night of WrestleMania, and everything that was amazing about Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Until then, stay stunning.